And good morning. It's Murphy Houston. Welcome into Mile High Magazine. And uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that isn't always easy to discuss suicide, but has a huge impact nationally and here in Colorado. It's the second leading cause of death in Colorado for people ages 10 to 44 and takes the lives of 132 Americans daily. And September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and I know there's a big event going on, so joining us as they do every year, and I'm so excited to have them back, my friend Sherry Cole, who's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Colorado Area Director, and my friend Lori Harper, who's the American Foundation for Suicide Suicide Prevention Chapter Volunteer, Driver to Fight Suicide Prevention, Denver Metro Area, Out of the Darkness Experience Chair, and on and on. Sherry and Lori, welcome back, girls. Thank you. Thank we're you. glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you back. And uh, Sherry, for those that don't know, let, let's talk about what is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention about? Sure. Our, our bottom line mission is to save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Uh, we're a voluntary health organization, and we give people affected by suicide a nationwide community that's empowered by um, some major things, research, education, and advocacy, so that they can help take action against this leading cause of death. Innovative research is essential to our mission to prevent suicide, and AFSP as a leader in private suicide prevention research funding, it's pretty amazing what we do. AFSP and the Colorado chapter, um, the volunteers work tirelessly to create a culture that's smart about mental health. The chapter provides uh, suicide prevention and awareness programs and takes a very active role in engaging communities and providing survivor support across the state. Uh, these efforts, which are very collective, are contributing to a more informed public that is learning the risk factors and warning signs of suicide. And also, very importantly, um, learning about supporting help-seeking behaviors. So we've got a very bold goal to reduce the annual suicide rate 20% by 2025, which means that's potentially tens of thousands of lives over the next 10 years. Well, a little bit less, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. We also provide comfort to those looking for support after loss to suicide. And we're really big on educating people on how to provide support for someone with a mental health condition or who may have struggled from a suicide attempt. And we advocate at the national level, but also at local levels. We had our um, state advocacy day uh, earlier this year, second one, and it's just incredible. So we, we do a lot. Well, you guys have been working very hard because we've been talking, what, we said, Sherry, 10 years, and you've brought massive amount of positive attention to such a serious cause, not only in Colorado, but our country. And both you and Lori should be congratulated for that because it's such a topic now that seems to become more upfront than it has ever before. And I think that's what you just more or less mentioned. It's because of your hard work. Congratulations, you guys, on that. Congratulations. So, Thank you. Thank you. You bet. And, and let's talk about your connection to the cause, because obviously you got involved for a reason. And Lori, tell us your story, if you don't mind. Yeah, my story is I, I lost my daughter um, back in 2014 to suicide. And um, in fact, I just just had the anniversary, her sixth anniversary since I've seen her smile last Saturday. And um, I also lost uh, my younger brother to suicide um, back in 1995, so several years ago. And um, I've been volunteering with AFSP pretty much since since Cami died and um, been the chair of the, the what was the walk and now will be the drive this year and helped out in any way I could, could possibly help. 
it, it's not it's not a club you want to be in, but once you're oh, in yes. it, you meet some amazing people. And and for those that maybe are just going through such a horrific part of their life as you have, Lori, what do you tell them? What what words of advice can you say? You never get over it, obviously, but does it ever get easier or better? I, I think you know. I've had people ask me that, and I think easier. It might be, I, I guess easier is a way to describe it. I think it's just different. It's your new normal. Um, I think for the first few weeks right after it happens, you're paralyzed. And if if they, I could say anything to anybody, it's just that it will it will change and you will come to accept it. And you can either choose to be... Um, paralyzed and blame everybody else for everything that's going wrong in your life, or you can step back and you can um, get involved. And my biggest goal is to help, if I can help one other mom or dad or family member to not have to go through what we went through, then I've done my job. And do you feel, I think I know the answer to this already, Lori, but I'm going to ask you so everybody can hear, do you feel in your heart that you are doing your job, that you are really helping people? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. I mean, I've, I've had so many people reach out to me and tell me what a difference that um, what I'm doing makes. And it, and I don't do it for recognition. I do it because I do it because it can be. That's why I do it. Um, So that's why I'm involved. Well, good for you, Laurie. And Sherry, can you share your story, please? Sure. It's, it's very, it's similar to Lori's. I um, I lost my only son, lost my child, um, David. He's 16 back in 2009. And I learned about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention through a, an event called International Survivors of Suicide Loss Day. I attended that, and then I became a, an AFSP volunteer in the early part of 2010. Since then, fast forward, I've chaired and supported many um, out-of-the-darkness community and campus walks and other fundraising educational and support events since then. And with other volunteers in 2012, I helped to form and share the AFSP Colorado chapter. And then the next path was about seven years ago, I became an AFSP staff member. And uh, currently, as you mentioned earlier, I'm the Colorado area director for AFSP. So you actually, and I think I know the answer to this too, because I've known you guys for so long, but you started the chapter here in Colorado, didn't you? Yes, AFSP had been in existence or has been in existence since about 1987. Um, at the time I became more involved, uh, there was no chapter in Colorado. So, along with many amazing volunteers who felt very similar to Lori and I, they they wanted to do something and take action and get involved because it not only helps others, you know, selfishly and in a good way, it helps to take care of us and, and helps to heal our hearts. Um, with something as you mentioned, we never get over, but we learn how to integrate loss into our lives and. Um, it's through the work, the work of a lot of, I can't talk very well, sorry. It's through the work of many that we've been able to accomplish and, um, do what we have in in Colorado as, as an organization that's under the umbrella of AFSP as a national organization, which is is pretty phenomenal. It must give you a lot of pride, Sherry, because you did get the ball rolling here in Colorado and look how far it's come in just a few short years. Congratulations on that. Thank you. As Lori mentioned, too, this, for, for many of us, it's not about so much the recognition. In fact, we enjoy kind of stepping back as we have things happen and just look at the the, the ripple effect and the wave that it creates when um, 
it helps others. It's it's really um, it's incredible. Well, both of you are, are are tremendous people, and yeah, you don't look for any kind of reward, but that's how super people get awards and recognize because you're not looking for it. It just comes your way because you're good at what you do. So congratulations to both of you. Now, I know we got a big event coming up and it's always at Coors Field and usually it's a walk at Coors Field, which is obviously sensational. But because of what's going on, the pandemic and the like, apparently that's going to be different. And I think there might be a ball game there with just ball players. Sherry, do I have that right? Am I getting in the right direction here? You absolutely do. And due to COVID-19, the Out of the Darkness community walks across the country for AFSC are much different this year. The chapter, Colorado chapter, is bringing the drive to fight suicide, Denver Metro, Out of the Darkness experience, that's a mouthful, um, to the Coors Field parking lot on Sunday afternoon, September 27th. This is the sixth year for us to host uh, an event at Coors Field. And, you know, pre-COVID, we anticipated up to 5,000 participants um, to join us on the concourse inside the stadium. And clearly that's not possible this year. Thank you, COVID. Uh, however, many of our volunteers and supporters still were very interested in doing something. They wanted to do something to continue to raise awareness, provide support, and of course, raise funds for the cause. So we got creative and put on our thinking caps and we've done lots of work with many organizations to make this happen. And we are hosting a drive-through event where participants will be involved entirely from their cars yes entirely from their cars which is new for us so we're bringing many of the elements that we had in the previous denver metro out of the darkness community walks that were inside the stadium literally outside of the stadium into the massive mile-long parking lot so that drive to fight suicide is going to be open to the public on sunday september 27th between noon and 4 p.m and um i know lori's got some more she wants to add to this too so i'll let her chime in I was going to interrupt you and give Lori okay. a chance. Good timing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. all yours, all um, yours, Lori. We're going to have a, an online opening program. Normally, we have opening ceremonies at the walk, but this year it's a little different. So they'll be available starting on Saturday morning, the 26th of September, at afsp.org slash Denver. And um, we're encouraging participants to share their images and videos with us in advance of the walk or the the drive, the event, and be part of the opening program because we will include people. um, There's an an area that they can send a little snippet, and and some of those will be included. And as usual, those people that raise $150 or more can pick up an event T-shirt. And we're really encouraging, and it's pretty much the only way we can do it this year, contactless donations can be made online at afsp.org forward slash Denver. Um, there, there will be an area the day of that they could drop off um, money if they had it, but we're really encouraging people to do everything online. Um, there's also going to be a drive-up resource area that people can stop and get information from many different organizations. We're still going to have the Hope Notes area where we'll accept positive messages on Post-it notes and put it on our letters that spell out the word hope and we're um people can take pictures of those as they drive by and the memory trees um which is always a really big area the memory area that people accept the photos of their um of who they're driving for of who they're in the car for and why they're there and why they're supporting the cause and so they can drop those off and again take pictures of everything with their phones as they're going through um 
We'll also have the soul support area with staff from Colorado Crisis Services for anybody that needs a little bit extra help that day. It's always a very emotional day, and um, it's always it, it, we, we definitely want to provide that service for people. We're also going to have our regular the honor beads. There's nine different colors um, that signify your your connection to the cause. And everybody that comes gets a free proud supporter bumper badge that day that um, will be available to all the participants. And they can put it on their car and um, proudly put that out there to be able to start conversations with people about where they got it and what they did that day. And then we're also going to have photographers, um, which will capture this unique event. And a videographer will be in a certain area. And if people want to stop, they can be interviewed. Of course, they don't have to stop. It's all by choice. And all of this is going to be done from their vehicle. So it's going to it's, it's a first for us. And we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're really organized. I'm duly impressed. Now, is, is, is some of this going to be done virtually? What if you can't get down there? Can you is it going to be streamed? Is that going to be part of it, Sherry? Great question. So as Lori mentioned previously, we're having what would have been like opening ceremonies as a group together when we were inside the stadium. We're creating that ahead of time, and we're going to launch that on Saturday, the day before this event. So the day of the event, unless someone else is maybe doing Facebook Live or streaming, they're welcome to do that if they've got passengers in the car. Um, Because this event is so unique and complex and so many things to factor we decided not to do live streaming of the event, but that's why we're going to have photography and videographers help to capture the event so that we can share some of it even after the event. So um, we just played it safe this year and decided to um, have, have the focus be the day of the event and um, on the people that are there. Because as we all know, as we've transitioned during this COVID time, technology isn't always our best friend. Most of the time it works great, but sometimes we run into issues. So we didn't want to have any uh, potential problems, and our focus really is on the event that day. So um, there'll be a portion of the, um, you know, that you're in the opening program that is um, pre-recorded with interviews of, of folks that are have been connected to this event for many years. Um, it will include... Um, some other people. So I'm not going to say much more on that because we really want people to go to the website, afsp.org forward slash Denver, starting on, uh, well, anytime to sign up and, and participate. But if they can't make it to the event, um, they can still see information and participate um, in terms of, you know, checking things out, knowing what's going on um, before the event. And then we're going to have more information and updates even after the event. Well, what if people can people just show up? What if they don't sign up ahead of time for the uh, the event? Can they just pile in their car and just come down to Coors Field? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We love that. Yep. <laughs> because that'll happen. You know, people yeah. are going to show up. There's, I know that parking lot to the. You're talking about the parking lot to the north side of Coors Field. That huge parking lot, the big long one. That's where it's going to be the uh, the drive. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, a mile and a, it's a mile and a half long. So there's plenty of space for everybody. Well, there is. That's usually where you line up for the St. Patrick's Day parade. All the events and the floats and stuff line up there. Then they go out and do their thing. That place is huge. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. You're going to have to have a lot of volunteers down there to control <laughs> that amount of cars. I, I, I'm trying to picture this in my head. It's an amazing idea. You guys have really busted yourself to get this done. Congratulations on that. Should be very exciting and very unique. I mean, is there an idea they're doing anywhere else in the country? Well, this is. 
new for us this year, clearly. COVID has not been around in most of our lifetimes, right? So we took a look at, well, what's everyone else doing and how do we do something to still bring people together and have connection and support and meaning? So uh, there are a few places around the country that are uh, targeting a a drive-through type event. Um, We're not certain they have quite the level of complexity this one does, especially because that massive long parking lot you just mentioned, it's kind of shaped like a rocket. It's just so long (laughs) and it's narrow. So we had a lot of things to figure out for that. But it's also something that we felt strongly about in terms of let's look around the world and see what other organizations are doing, um, you know, to, to help people during this time. And we use some of those concepts in the layout of this event. So um, there's not that many that are happening around the country. And as we know, many places around the country aren't doing everything exactly the same anyway uh, for many things. Um, So some states are a little bit more open. Some have public health orders and mandates, just like we do. Um, And so there are some areas that are going completely, you know, online and virtual, um, which, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. So we thought we'd give this a try and see how it goes and who knows we may end up in the parking lot next year anyway because the event was getting very large um to be inside the stadium we miss it and we'd love to be back in the stadium and we'll just see where things pan out and we're literally hoping for the best this year and we'd love to have people come on the day of even if they just hear it on the radio that day and go hey let's go check that out uh we welcome everybody that's a great idea. Talking to Sherry Cole, Colorado Area Director of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and Lori Harper, who's a uh, Colorado chapter volunteer, very much involved with what's going on. And it's not a walk this year, it's a drive. And Lori, what are your goals as far as finances? You always have a good goal to make. What's going on with that? Yeah, pre-COVID, our goal was 340,000, and we were anticipating 5,000 participants. Um, now we're hopeful that we can get a thousand or more vehicles depending on how many people are in those vehicles we can times that times that number um but we're really hoping i mean i don't know that we want to say a number right now just because we want to just raise as much as we can for this cause and monies that we raise for this are used to fund scientific research provide the resources that um going out to events tabling at events being able to take our programs into schools and businesses and this is how the Colorado chapter raised this is this is um, you know they're a nonprofit and this is how they raise their money so we definitely want to um, get as many people as we can and anybody that's been impacted by suicide and it's it's interesting the more people you talk to somebody always knows somebody or has had it touch their life personally. And so we want to make sure that everybody knows that they're invited to attend and just to support um, the prevention of suicide. Well, that's a great idea because people will be asking, well, who should come down to this event? So it's really open to everybody, whether you've been touched or not. Maybe it's just something in your heart that uh, concerns you, right, Laurie? Absolutely. We want, we want to have everybody there. The more the merrier. And just so, just so you know, I don't, I don't know that we've touched on this yet. Um, we're following the guidelines put up by the CDC and the city of Denver and all the volunteers will have masks that day and gloves for anybody that's handing anything to somebody in a car. And um, the people in the cars should have at least one mask in there so that they can um, be in contact with our volunteers. But we're going to follow all the safety guidelines that have been set as well. So I'm thinking, Laurie, and maybe Sherry, either one can answer this. Are, are you urging people to decorate their cars like it's a parade? 
Absolutely. I think I, I think that's there's not a spot. The one thing that we do want people to know is once they get in the parking lot, we are required. That's one of the requirements that we have to meet. Nobody can get out of their car at all. So definitely that's something that they can come and um, make sure that they've got it decorated before they turn down that ramp. But absolutely. I mean, every year people have their T-shirts on, they're walking with their signs, and you know who they're walking for. And and it's just as important, if not more important this year, um, to be able to to put that out there, who you're, who you're driving for. So, yes, absolutely, as long as it's not going to make it so they can't see through the windshields and, yeah. and just to know that they've <laughs> yeah. got to have it done before they, they come down that ramp. I'm getting excited just talking about it. Such a great idea. You know, a couple of volunteer work jobs I've done virtually this summer. I bet I've done four or five virtual uh, live fundraisers, and they've gone very well. But this is so unique. I I just think it's going to be a huge success. Don't you feel good about it? Lori? Absolutely. Yes, I'm I'm just really excited about it, and and Sherry and I have spent hours and hours down in that parking lot mapping it out, and I I feel like I'm at one with uh, the course parking lot now. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We we make jokes about that, Murphy, because we have spent so much time there. In fact, this past weekend, we were there with a group of our uh, planning committee volunteers and members, and... Some of them were just in awe of, they, we, as we did get out of our cars that day and we kept our distance, we had our masks on, but we looked around and we had printed maps and things to talk about and look at and they were like, this place is huge. Like you couldn't even see the other end of the parking lot when you were near the stadium. So it's, it's that long and that big, but they were all very excited to be involved and I'll, I'll add to that too. We, we have been so pleased that so many of our volunteers that are engaged in the planning of this um, are excited to attend to be doing something and our sponsors and some of our other supporters um, we've we've been surprised we've been so pleased that they're also so receptive and they're very eager and they're very much looking forward to having this event and being part of it um, because it's not you know we we have an event and it's one day out of the year but we have 364 days of you know rest of the days of the year or this cause is still important in everything that we do so it's nice to have an, an option to bring people together and still connect and, and fundraise in a unique and different way. So, uh, yes, we're very excited about that. Oh, yeah, it, it's going to be great. Now, now, Lori, if if I'm not mistaken, aren't the Rockies playing a ball game that same day, which is different than you've ever had before, too, obviously? Is that true? Uh, you know what? I don't know the schedule this year. I, I think – do they have one that day, Sherry? No, you're <laughs> Sherry has – yeah, Barry has the schedule. Are they playing? I yeah, thought, I thought... Well, we're just so closely with Colorado Rockies Baseball Club. Originally, our event date was the 19th of September. Oh, I see. Which was great. Pre-COVID, it was a walk. Now that is a baseball game day, which is partly why we ended up moving the date um, in conjunction with you know um, right. Colorado Rockies to the 27th. And it's because we we needed to have an, a time when the parking lot would be a little more available, although there's not fans coming to the event yet. Right. Now, as you know, media and the players are there, but we picked a Sunday on purpose so that we'd have the best opportunity to have the most space available. And on a day when it would be fairly quiet, even more quiet at the, at near the field. So the 27th and we decided lunchtime 
So noon to four was going to be really good to, to be able to accommodate that all the way around. So good, good there thinking. isn't a game they day can, that day. Well, you're so confused yeah. by the schedule. They're playing every day, and you don't know where they are when they're playing. And you, I just I had to ask, <laughs> is there a ball game that day? I mean, nobody would be there, but it would be kind of cool if there yeah. was, I guess. So, Lori, yeah. could you explain, I mean, getting into that parking lot, it's not necessarily tricky, but you, you just don't pull in from Coors Field. You have to go down, I forget what road that is. Can you explain that maybe, how to get into the parking yeah, lot? The, the, the easiest way to get into that parking lot is to just, um, if you're on I-25, take off on Park Avenue, and right. Park Avenue drives right by the stadium, and you turn um, left just right outside the, the stadium. I can't remember the name of that road that little road sherry do you remember anyway you just turn left it's is it wazi you turn left on wazi and then you're going to go right down into the parking lot we'll have um denver police are going to help us direct traffic that day we'll have volunteers and we'll have volunteers all through the event so um i would say that's probably the easiest way to get there and and it's like we said there's plenty of space for everybody so make sure you come on out you could get the whole population of Denver into that parking lot. So there's no excuse for not showing up. Yeah, I've been in there many times. It's huge. So, Sharon, let's talk about the funds raised, maybe not just for this event, but this is a big event, uh, this new Denver Drive concept. And where where does the money go? Can you talk about what it does? Um, AFSB does not exist just for fundraising opportunities. The AFSB chapter business model of centralized infrastructure and accounting supports over 70 chapters covering all 50 states. So this model allows local communities to get involved by uniting us with those who've been affected by suicide and allow us to take action like we talked about at the same time we all benefit from the breadth and depth of a national organization that is the umbrella over our chapters um afsp is a leader in suicide prevention was established over 30 years ago and we're just so grateful um, for the millions of dollars raised to conduct the research create educational and support programs that are gleaned from the research data and you know i've said this oftentimes but i, I couldn't imagine trying to make as much of an impact locally without the knowledge and support of such a dynamic leading national organization. AFSP has been very successful in making an impact in the big picture of suicide prevention at a national level, but yet we still allow everyday people like all of us to get involved locally and be part of the solution to this huge state and national problem. Our chapter structure and with the local communities, we have the best, we have the best of both worlds. You know, the national information and support, local engagement and knowledge on how to bring science and our communities together. And we feel really strongly that without this powerful combination, we couldn't get as far as we do in this cause if we were trying to do something just solo. Oh, I, I can't imagine how it would, uh, would be effective if you were just trying to do it by yourself. How many volunteers, Lori, do you guys have working there? It's not all a paid staff. In fact, it's probably a very small paid staff, isn't it? Well, Sherry is the only paid staff member in Colorado, and the rest of us are all volunteers. That's, so, a, per, that's um, a pretty small we count staff. on the volunteers. That's a small staff. <laughs> One person. <Yeah. laughs> yes, yes, it is. She's she's a the staff of one. So it's it's we count on volunteers immensely. Um, so and and anybody can get involved if you want to go to afsp.org forward slash Colorado. There's a spot that you can um, scroll down to, and it says you want to volunteer, and we we love our volunteers. Well, let's uh, we got a couple of minutes left here. Let's get back to the nitty gritty about September 27th. How do we get involved? What can we expect? Where do we go if we want to sign up and see all that's going on? Uh, Lori, you want to address that? 
Yeah, so um, we need people to register at AFSP.org slash Denver. And registering is free. There's no cost to get into the event, but we we definitely love donations, and they're encouraged. Um, It's a a unique fundraising event for the American Foundation of Suicide, and we also encourage all types of businesses to to support the event. We've got a a lot of brand-new sponsors this year, which is pretty exciting due to the circumstances. So, um, yeah, everybody everybody just go to AFSP.org slash Denver. Just that easy. It certainly is. And uh, Sherry, any final words from you? Because you've worked so hard all along the way here, and uh, obviously your efforts are being rewarded and helping so many people. Any final words? A couple. Yeah. I want to thank Lori. She's been an amazing event chair, and this is not her first year, and she's been volunteering for a while. And and then all of our volunteers, they're all across the state. We're rejiggering all kinds of things this year, and this work just doesn't go forward without the volunteers. So they're all amazing, and um, definitely want to have a big shout-out to them, not only for me, but the chapter and AFSP as a national organization. And then, you know, some of the things that might be helpful to share with listeners who might have concerns about themselves or someone else. Um, One of the things that's very interesting, there's a press release that just came out today about the fact that – Unfortunately, with COVID-19 being around, that's not good. But the good part of this study and this press release is that it's reinforcing a renewed call to make suicide prevention a national priority. And so that's a big deal. It's not a foregone conclusion that the suicide rate will increase based upon the world we're living in now. But based upon the science that we have available, you know, it's not clear yet how this outbreak is going to impact suicide. But suicide occurs every day in our nation. And... um, it's not necessarily, um, again, a foregone conclusion that our rights are going to go up. So right. there's many factors involved um, with suicide. It's complex. It's driven by many risk factors. It's not a singularly driven event. So it's more important now than ever that people take proactive measures to mitigate risk and to protect our own and others' mental health. And there's different steps that, that are involved in that. So being connected with community, actively managing mental health, having open, honest conversations. If you or someone you love might be struggling, practicing self-care by exercising, meditating, and and consuming news in measured doses. Um, And then, you know, knowing that there's resources and help available if it's needed. So we really can't stress that enough for everybody. Well, Sherry Cole, Lori Harper, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, thank you for all your work. Good luck on the 27th. It's going to be a spectacular event. And thanks for joining us today on Mile High Magazine. Thank you. You bet. And thank you for joining us, too. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and wear that mask and stay socially distanced. Stay safe.